You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hey there, welcome to episode 32 of the 515 Podcast. John is here with me as always. My name is Jason Priestmar. And, um, 32 episodes. It's amazing. I'm just, I'm dumbfounded that yeah, we, we can pull this off. Nobody shut us down yet. We're like Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? You know, a long, I've seen a lot of movies a it's long time that ago that I don't Philip remember. Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? The I remember him. passed away. He did pass away. He was he was really great in The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then that. he died. And yeah. they were, they He's were one of keep... my favorite kind of oh, cool. low-key actors. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, we always open Although, up. Although, I don't know if that's a bad movie. So, if I just recommend it yeah, to I don't know. people, don't we, judge me. We try and re- re- review movies here all the time. This is actually <laughs> the first time we've done it. Yeah. Especially in an opening, which yeah. we're going with. Yeah. Um, but, um, we're here to this is the season of advent it's yeah the second week we just finished the second week right um i'm kind of excited because i know what's happening next week is that we're going from purple to pink on the advent wreath uh the i didn't even know that you didn't know that well i didn't think about did you it. have an advent wreath growing up yeah but house? i just hadn't even thought about that i've been stuck in the contemporary worship world for so long where we don't even do that I yeah know. <laughs> but so what you don't know is behind you on the stage we're changing the lights to match that's another reason candles. why i haven't been thinking about it that's i don't right. see it you don't see it's behind you yeah um and you can't watch the live stream which we did and it was not so great this past week this technical issues we're working we're working through it we're, we're working through it and appreciate everyone's patience mm-hmm. and that's what else can we do so all we have is patience and peace that's right peace. because the prince of peace yeah uh has Came given this us week <laughs> he <does this> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. man this is the silliest intro so should we should we jump in should, yeah should i was trying to save it i feel yeah. like i was going to this okay. is the second week of advent week of advent right um reclaiming peace is mm-hmm. the title mm-hmm. of your sermon mm-hmm. so tell us all about that and get us caught up on that yeah so if you haven't been with us and you're just joining this week making things new is the advent um sermon theme or the sermon series that we're working through uh, some of that's playing off of the way in which uh, God is going to make all things new. So Advent has a way of looking forward to the second coming of Jesus, not mm-hmm. just about the first coming of Jesus, but it's also a reminder. It's a, a opportunity for the church to um, anchor themselves to this truth that Jesus is coming again and he will make all things new. It's also uh, the theme gave us the opportunity to um, reclaim some of the things that we may have misplaced ourselves or felt like we lost, such as hope, joy, peace, and mm-hmm. love, particularly in the context of a tough year yeah. uh, in our community with Hurricane Harvey and, and all kinds of things. And so we had some neat um, kind of auxiliary-like uh, additions to the theme as far as reclaiming wood to yeah. build some of our theme, our set themes. And and some of the additions to the vine worship, but also around the church with the Christmas trees. So if you, you've been on campus and you've seen those pallet Christmas trees, you'll see some character wood in mm-hmm. there. And that's that's come from flooded uh, homes and businesses. So that's, that's a really cool thing. But also a great way to symbolically point out a truth that is very real, that God is uh, renewing hope, joy, love, and peace in us. And um, not that it's been taken away and or ever could by life circumstances, but through Advent, through uh, worship, through faith, uh, God can fill those places, that, that power of those, those aspects of the Christian walk once again. And so that's where we've been. 
this past week, um, and, and also in this series, we've been spending some time in Isaiah, and so mm-hmm. we'll be in Isaiah one more time uh, this coming week. That'll make three out of the four weeks in the book of Isaiah, which is interesting, uh, but it makes sense. Some some scholars call Isaiah the fifth gospel mm-hmm. uh, because of all the messianic uh, prophecies and the talking of Jesus and, and pointing towards a Messiah that would come, and so... And how many years before? Jesus yeah, so coming was arranging that? from 750 years to 500 years That's before crazy. Jesus, yeah. we have all of these prophetic uh, visions uh, of one who will come. That's who, cool. Yeah, who will make all things new. Mm-hmm. And so um, this week we looked at particularly Isaiah chapter 9, which has the prophetic um, look at the child who will be born. Uh, so those those familiar verses. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. His reign, his, he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So powerful words coming probably over 700 years before Jesus mm-hmm. would even come. Um, very interesting, and, and we focused really on what it means for Jesus to to be the Prince of Peace that enters into our story. And so this past week, uh, if you haven't been able to listen to the sermon or weren't with us, I really tried to give us a real bird's eye view. I tried to look at the whole narrative of God's, God's rescue of his people. And so we went all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 because what you need to understand from Isaiah, what we need to understand from our context is for the light to shine brightly, we need to take our blinders off so we realize exactly how dark things are, how dark things are in us personally, how dark things are in our culture, in our world mm-hmm. around us. And sometimes we can sometimes we're very aware of that. Yeah. But sometimes we can also kind of fool ourselves, particularly individually. Yeah, I can I can sure. I can fool myself that there's really not this darkness that actually tries to to pull me in a direction that's different than what God's created me to be. And so very early on when things go really dark in Genesis chapter three um, there is what is called the Proto-Evangelion, which is, is Greek for basically what scholars call the first good news, the first uh, testament of what God's going to do to rescue his people. And he declares that he's going to crush the head of the enemy. Um, and so that is about how peace is going to come. And then so then we jump back to Isaiah chapter 9 and know that in Isaiah chapter 8, uh, the prophet is saying everything is dark and messed up. Mm-hmm. And then he begins Isaiah chapter 9 with verse 1, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. And then he continues, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. So I know I jumped over a big chunk of the Bible, but from, <laughs> from the, the one who will crush the head of the enemy to this prophetic look, even in a still dark time in Isaiah chapter 8 and, and beginning of 9, He's looking to the time when someone is going to come that will be uh, light in the midst of that darkness. And so that's interesting. And I think something for us to consider, and we'll, we'll tease this out a little bit uh, in our discussion today, Jason, but I really try to consider and think about what peace means to people. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean that Jesus is the Prince of Peace? I wonder to, to the listeners, to, to me, to 
um, those that are out there. And so, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on that? I know, you know, that's probably if you just walked up to any random person and said, what's another name for Jesus? And I, Prince of Peace would be like top two or three that they would come back with. And I, you, I do agree. I wonder how many people have um, a really clear understanding. Okay, so what does that mean? You know, if you were to follow up, what 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 does Prince of Peace yeah. actually mean? Yeah. Um, or, or how does that make you feel? I guess. Yeah. And that then again, it becomes like a struggle. I mean, we struggle with it just kind of in our prepping for this. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, yeah, Prince of Peace. It's so obvious. It's three words. And right. It, but. But for the person that's like, uh, I don't really know peace right now yeah. in my life. That's even So that's even another dimension that yeah. is really hard to... to, to yeah. We're all really... A lot of us are really struggling with that, especially you know in our church right. and all around the world. Um, but, you know, it's that assurance or that reassurance mm-hmm. that Jesus came. He is the Prince of Peace. He's bringing this peace. Yeah. And it will get you through these dark times yeah um and you just have to believe in that and yeah. and and i think even more importantly you have to share that peace with others who may have it work others around you who may have it worse yeah yeah because like and and we were talking about this too that sometimes our our view of peace is this idea that i just need to get through something mm-hmm. right like i can't wait until till this passes and i get to another time when things will be more peaceful yeah and I don't know if that's really the biblical understanding of shalom, which is the Old Testament word for peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if that's exactly what God's saying um, or what the prophet's saying here or what Jesus is saying uh, when he's saying, I'm giving you my peace or my peace is in you. Or when Paul says uh, the God of peace is in you in Philippians and, and other places. And so I think that's really important. The other thing that occurred to me like is is what I was trying to stress Sunday is that there is still, there is darkness in us and mm-hmm. there is darkness in the world. Um, this is important because think about it this way. If, if all of a sudden our marriage falls apart or, or we lose our job or something, and then we think, well, everything's chaos and I, and I'm without peace without ever acknowledging that we're jacked up and we've probably done some things or caused some <laughs> things or been a part of some yeah. things in which, are not part of God's design, then we kind of just feel like we're fixed and good and things just happen to us and it's not fair and that's what causes chaos. Mm-hmm. That's true. And really the story of Jesus coming is that, no, everything was chaos, that there was a divide between God and, and mankind and then there was a divide between uh, people like mm-hmm. from each other and that the world is broken as well. And so everything is really in a state of chaos. And the whole narrative of Scripture is that God has a plan from the very beginning. Genesis chapter 3 says, I'm going to crush the source of evil and darkness in the world, and I'm going to do it through coming into this world. Yeah. And so that's what's huge with Isaiah chapter 9, because when those those the Scripture that I just read a few minutes ago, when you would hear, um, for to us a child is born, and to us a son is given... In, in ancient Israel, that would be a pretty common celebration because for a son to be born to you, you celebrate that and get excited. For him to be one that might be soon to be a king, yeah. then you really get excited. And so we kind of see 
And the Israelites reading this, if they were hearing it for the first time, would be like, oh, we're getting another David. Yeah. We're getting a king. We're getting someone who is going to bring peace into the land, is going to get rid of the enemies, and is going to rule. And really the truth is, is even King David couldn't do what God wants to do. Mm -hmm. Even King David could not crush the head of the enemy the source of evil and darkness in the world. And so this amps up as we go through Isaiah chapter 3 to where it gets to this point in verse 6. He will be called, so we're about to get his name, mm -hmm. he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now the rug is pulled out, and this is huge. This means that God himself is going to enter into the story. Remember, this is written 750 years before. Yep, right. He's going to come and enter into the story, and he's going to bring peace into the world. Now, it was different than the expectation that what we thought of who, what the Prince of Peace might look like, and it's definitely going to be accomplished in a different way than yeah. what people are expecting. But it's critical for us to understand that, and I, I think that that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I keep going back to my my Game of Thrones lens is mm -hmm. and, and, and like okay you know that's yeah, critical lens to look through it, life yeah. it helps me in so many things <laughs> yeah. but you know a, 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 an heir is very important mm -hmm. a male heir is even more important mm -hmm. um, back to Jesus now okay he's he's born he's a baby mm -hmm. but then he he grew up and it took 35 you know some odd years of, and then he went in a ministry and all this stuff mm -hmm. and then he died and what these people must have been kind of thinking this whole time, it's like, oh, is this, this is a baby, you know? I'm really starting, my, my wheels are shaking here, so you're going to have to bail me out here. But we, we even now, 2,000 some odd years later, are still thinking, okay, the Prince of Peace is here, but, you know, we still have dark times. We still have evil. We still have bad things that happen all around the world. Yeah. What do we do about it? Yeah, so that's that's where this Tim Keller quote comes into play. I shared it Sunday, but I didn't really break it down, so let me share it again. The Bible never counsels indifference to the forces of darkness. Let me pause there. Mm -hmm. The Bible never counsels indifference to the forces of darkness, meaning um, we are indifferent to the forces of darkness, and we just kind of act like uh, evil and darkness kind of flows with the wind yeah. and just happens here and there, and uh, sometimes crappy things happen, mm -hmm. right? There's a bumper sticker there with a four-letter word somewhere. Okay. Stuff happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but, but what the Bible tells us is that we should not be indifferent to the forces of darkness. What it does tell us is that we should resist and we should stand against the forces of darkness. Mm -hmm. But it also uh, never supports illusions that we can defeat the forces of darkness ourselves. Christianity does not agree with the optimistic thinkers that says we can simply fix things if we just put ourselves together and mm -hmm. try hard. Nor does it agree with the pessimists who only see a dystopian future. It doesn't agree with the person that says we're going to hell in a handbasket. Everything is broken and everything stinks, right? Because Jesus into the story changed that, especially if we're saying Jesus coming as a prince of peace crushed the head of the enemy. The message of Christianity is instead things really are this bad. We can't heal or save ourselves. Nevertheless, there is hope. The Christmas message is that on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned, which is referenced to verse 2 of chapter 9 of Isaiah. Um, there is a light that has come through. And so I say all that to say to your point that you're right. There is still darkness, mm -hmm. and that is very important for us to understand. But there has been light that it, there is light that has broken through. 
it is broken into the story and we do not have to be consumed by darkness that we can be in the light that we can be changed by the light and transformed by the light and that is peace and and here's what's really big for me is um, peace does I think we've made peace too romantic that it's like uh, it, it's it's simply um, lack of war yeah. or it's um, all things just being easy or calm or peaceful. Um, I mean, I use peaceful in that, but I just mean without like I'll take your points off. Yeah, without uh, you know violence or without right, just right. enmity or whatever that is. And I actually don't think that that is completely true because I think what the Old Testament understanding of peace or shalom is that for things to be set right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for for things to be set right, that can be a painful experience, right? That can be a, a place where things are removed from me that I actually want over what I need. <laughs> yeah. uh, that can be being corrected and kind of pushed back into where God's designed me to be. And so that's that's really important. And the other thing is we're thinking about peace being light breaking into darkness, where there's darkness in me. That is bringing into light. It's being brought into light by Christ, and that can be painful and hurt mm-hmm. because I see those areas in which I'm a jerk or I'm just not patient or I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, loving my wife the way I know I can or loving the people around me or loving God with my whole heart. When light shines on that darkness, that can be difficult. And so uh, peace can be a... A learning and difficult journey yeah but it's one that's important so so all this talk about light mm-hmm. brings me back to the imagery of the candlelight uh, service that we have on Christmas Eve yeah 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 I'm coming and Next week. it's you know I'm clinging to those old the you know last week it was the donkey in the story in the yeah. Bible story and yeah Still waiting on that, but yeah, you're still waiting. I'm still sorry. Wait. Christmas Eve is coming. Uh, all right, I'm so really stoked. Yeah. I hope everybody here. He's mad this. at me because I haven't been using the traditional Christmas stories. So. But I'm going along with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I've told you a long time ago that's part of my story. Yeah. How I got in the vine in the, in the yeah. traditional contemporary service in the first place is yeah. kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, but it 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 you know that imagery of the one candle, uh. Lighting the other two and then mm-hmm. right. cascading out and right. growing and just expanding all over the entire, you know, room. Yeah. Um, and indeed, the world is what I'm yeah. getting at. Is that I yeah. think we need to keep that in mind. Right. When we are um, trying to reclaim this peace. Yeah. That we can, you know, we can be a part of that. Yeah, we can. We can be a part of that peace. First John uh, chapter one verse eight says, "Yet I'm writing you a new command." Its truth is seen in him and in you. So the light coming in in him, but also mm-hmm. the light that is in us that's spreading through the candles, like what you're saying. Sweet. Because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So so hear this. The verb tenses are really important here. Okay. Um, John is saying, uh, the Apostle John is saying, the darkness is passing. So Jesus entering into the story, and definitely Jesus laying his life down on the cross and the resurrection, is the the beginning, the 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 um, uh, the achievement of the crushing of the head. Mm-hmm. Like it's been won in that, right? It's not completed yet, but it it that that fight has been won. Yeah. And so the darkness is in process of passing. Okay, so that's that's huge. That does that means that the darkness is not gone. Mm-hmm. 
but it means that the darkness cannot overcome us and consume us. The church will never be uh, put out as a flame. You know, it will never be uh, conquered by evil and darkness because God's church will prevail against the gates of hell. We've we've heard that verse, and so. Um, but and then the other part is the true light is already shining. Yeah. And so we believe that Jesus entering the story is is light that is already available, that is here, that is possible uh, for us. And so that's the inbreaking of peace. And I think that, that that gets at how do we understand the evil that's around us and some of the darkness that's around us if the Prince of Peace has already come. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a reality for you and I that are in Christ. It's a reality for the church in Christ because they can know the presence of God even in the midst of struggle and difficulty. Mm-hmm. It's not a reality for the whole world necessarily if they are not in Christ. Yeah. And so that's where we see that start to take place. Um, so it's kind of it, what we as pastors or scholars call um, the already and not yet. Hmm. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, cool. And so that's kind of how I would answer that. And then I think the last thing that we should, we should touch on is this peace not being just removed from circumstances Mm -hmm. because for those of us that are going through something difficult we can think of uh, I just want to know God's peace and and for for me to know God's peace I have to get through on the other end of whatever I'm facing and I don't think that that's the the testimony of God being with us I think that we could actually know peace in the middle of what we're facing Mm -hmm. so think about Paul writing from jail to the Philippians in chapter 4, he's going to tell them, he just sounds bubbly and you're kind of annoyed. Paul, like, why are you <laughs> in such a good mood? But it's because he understands that God's with him yeah. even where he's at. And he says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the truth is, is that in whatever we face, if we are in Christ, then the peace of God will guard us, will protect us. Um, from being overcome and from being conquered by the the source and the difficulty or the struggle or the source of darkness that is around us. So if that's addiction or sin, mm-hmm. if that is um, hopelessness and disease or whatever it is, we may have to continue to walk through that. Though God can remove us from it, yeah. but we may still have to face it and walk through it. But we could know that God is with us. And we can still look forward to when Jesus comes and he fully consummates that peace and his rule and reign is forevermore. So that's what we celebrate yeah. in Advent. Okay, cool. And that's kind of what I wanted to do this past week is give us that big bird's eye view. Because mm-hmm. if we if we can have the, the same anticipation and expectation that the Israelites had um, to some extent, I mean, they're, they're, they're looking for a Messiah. Can we do that again with our lives? But can we also understand what... The Messiah already coming means for us so that we can celebrate and be transformed by anticipation and expectation during this this Advent season that that will make um, that will make things uh, transformative for us in our life. That's good. I think that's a great message to boom. Wrap this all up. Boom goes the dynamite. A couple things. Um, Just wanted to celebrate like we're 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 recording this on Tuesday. So Monday night. Uh, the night before this was the Villager Learning oh, concert, yeah. and I heard that was amazing. I didn't get to go because I had a small group I was at, but heard that was incredible. Um, there is Christmas in the Lights for some of our older, more seasoned members. Mm-hmm. Uh, opportunity to to come to Christmas uh, during the week. We'll have all this information on the website. There, the whole gym is full of gifts for angels from the Angel Tree, like 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gifts that are being uh, distributed. Very cool. This uh, Saturday, Society St. Stephen's, along with the church, is is passing out those Christmas baskets mm-hmm. and, and meals and stuff, and so that's really exciting. Um, Christmas times, you need to figure that out so you can be planning. Uh, the Vine is going 5 and 7 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, there is an 8.30 in the sanctuary. If you just have to be at Sunday morning church, <laughs> we know that there's those out there like it's Sunday morning and we got to go to church. So yeah. 8.30, there will be that in the sanctuary. There will be the 11 o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock children's um, service okay. in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And then there will be a 5 o'clock service in the sanctuary and a 5 o'clock service in the vine, a 7 o'clock service in the sanctuary and a 7 o'clock service in the vine. And then a nine o'clock and eleven o'clock service in the sanctuary, and so lots of opportunities to worship with us. You can get all those information in print, so you can remember it. Uh, Good, because my eyes have completely glazed yeah, over. I'm like, website. wait, where? I'm yeah, trying yeah. to track. All yeah, this. a lot of stuff. Thank you for yeah, the yeah. website. <laughs> yeah, but um, please, uh, if if you are in the Vine community, come see us. I'm we're planning on uh, some goodies, some hot Sweet. chocolate, some oh. cookies, and. It'll be candlelight, and mm-hmm. I'm just really excited about uh, what that looks like. So hopefully you'll come and be with us. That sounds great. So de- definitely, even if you have family from out of town, yeah, and you've got all these people in your house, yeah, come on. There are services, yeah, for all of if you. If you got young kids and you want them in yeah. bed earlier, that's why we added the five o'clock vine so awesome. that you can be there um, and, and be home by seven o'clock. So that's, that's great. Yeah. All right. So we will um, hear about what joy next joy. week. Reclaiming Joy, yeah. and I look forward to that and look forward to talking to you again next week Yeah, and uh, going over it. And oh, uh, one last thing. Oh, We're yes. 30 weeks pregnant this Friday. We are? Oh, you are, and your wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. You're, yeah. you're, you're making the eye contact with me again. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. So, 30? So, yeah, we may have to record I have this to know. in the hospital. <laughs> okay, we can do that. I have a mobile thing for my it, phone. It could happen anytime. So. I really want to know, uh, is there like a board at work where everybody's betting whether or not she makes the due date? They've been keeping it secret if there is. Okay. Uh, no one's let me in on that. Okay, so. So I don't think they're that good at secret, so probably not. Probably not. So baby, baby's coming. Luke Wesley. Y'all say a little prayer for, for baby oh, Luke. A name reveal right here on the podcast. Yeah, That's you awesome. heard it here, friends. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, we'll thank talk you so to y'all much. next time. Bye-bye. Bye.